0: before the service on Sunday. Alright, so um, now let's open our Bibles. If you have Bibles in the pews, it's Leviticus 25. Um, I hope all of you guys have notes. If not, please let us know so you can have notes. Because we're going to read through a lot of scripture. So today is um, Sermon 28. We're talking about shadows of Golgotha, shadows of the cross in the Old Testament. We, we started from Genesis, and we have arrived to Leviticus chapter 25. This is the year of Jubilee. I was thinking about it this morning. This is Sermon 14 in the book of Leviticus, and um, I'm thinking... Moving forward, this is the last sermon in Leviticus. By the way, we're going to start the Numbers uh, next week, and I think there might be very few books in the Bible that we're going to stay in for that long to see different pictures about the cross. So uh, we might start moving a whole lot faster through the Old Testament now. But pretty sure Psalms we're going to start stay there for a while. Isaiah we're going to stay there for a while. But again, do you see how deep Leviticus is? I know when I got saved, I didn't want to read it for three years. did not want to touch it. I was just like, I'm not going to understand it. It's too complicated, too difficult. Let's just not worry about it. But God reward diligence, especially when it comes to His Word. Amen? So just dig in. It doesn't matter if it's hard or it's easy. Just dig in and you're going to be amazed and blessed by uh, the depth and the riches of the Word of God. Amen? So today, we're going to close uh, the year of Jubilee of Leviticus 25. We started last week about talking about the year of Jubilee. Last week, we talked about the theology of the year of Jubilee. What happens? Just mainly, purely informational. So let me just refresh your mind so we can um, start or launch in today's sermon. So the year of Jubilee is the year number what in, in the Jewish calendar? Number... 50, correct? God commanded the children of Israel that they work six years in the land and then take year number seven off. They don't harvest or reap or plant or do anything. This is a year off for the land. And then God said, after 49 years, year number 50, it's a year off uh, jubilee. And we said that last week, the The word jubilee means uh, ram or ram's horn. Because... On year 50, on the seventh month, on the tenth day, if you guys remember, that's the day of atonement. What happens in that day? This is the one day in the Old Testament in the Jewish calendar where the high priests go into the Holy of Holies two times that one day, right? The first time to atone with blood, both time with blood, the first time to atone for his own sin and his family's sin, and then he comes out, take another blood, go inside to cover, to atone for the sins of the whole nation. Amen? And this is very important, we spent three weeks talking about that, and how is that foundational to our New Testament belief in Christ and His atoning death on the cross. And we said that once the sins is atoned on the year number 50, then they blow the trumpet that is made of ram's horns, and and once that trumpet is blown, then God said, this is the 50th year, it's a year of Jubilee. It's a year of release. So, if, you, if you're if you a slave, if you're a Jewish slave working because you got so poor and you ended up selling yourself working for somebody, once that year of Jubilee, once that trumpet blow, you are free from slavery at that point And you are a free man to go back to do whatever you want. Amen? And not only that, but we said also that God commanded that if a Jew sells his land because he got so poor and he need to sell off his land so he can, you know, have money to live. God said you cannot sell that year, that land permanently. You just kind of lease it till the year of Jubilee. You guys follow me? So if, he, if there's 30 years left to the year of Jubilee, you lease it for a whole lot more money. If it's only 5 years left to the year of Jubilee, you lease it for a whole lot less money. Because once that trumpet sound, then the land that you have leased will come back to you amen. So there is a restoration of the land, and the slaves, the Jewish slaves, will be set free on that day. And it's a Sabbath, it's a festive year where everybody just resting and enjoying the, the God and His goodness to them. So that is the very purpose of the year of Jubilee, amen. amen. You guys remember all of that, right? Yes. All right. Well, we I want to r- remind you of one particular point we discussed last week because this is very important for us as New Testament believers. Leviticus 25 that that theology of the year of jubilee is the foundation to Isaiah 61 that's when it's a messianic prophecy about Christ when he said the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me and he said I have come to set the captives free to proclaim liberty to those who are oppressed and the acceptable year of the Lord right so pretty much that is almost synonymous with what takes place in the year of Jubilee so Leviticus 25 is foundational is the very Pretty much the same thing like Isaiah 61, 1, to 3, which Jesus quoted himself in Luke chapter 4, okay, and he said, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing, or in your hearing, in your hearing, that means Jesus saying, I am the very fulfillment of the very meaning of the year of Jubilee. Amen? Good so far? You guys either remember everything or you don't remember anything. (laughs) But I want you to know so far how the year of Jubilee works. Because this is foundational to what we're going to be talking about today. Amen? I'm going to read just a bunch of verses. going to pick and choose from Leviticus 25. Because we're going to highlight only a few things. We talked about it last week. This week we're going to talk about just a couple of points here. So Leviticus 25, we're going to start from verse 9. Then you shall cause the trumpet of Jubilee, of the Jubilee, to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement. You shall make the trumpet sound throughout the land. Verse 10 And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. This phrase right here is. The theme, the the title of the whole chapter, amen? And you shall proclaim liberty throughout all the land, to how many? To all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. And each of you shall return to his position, and each one of you shall return to his family. You guys know why, because again, the land is not to be sold permanently. It's only leased till the year of jubilee. And once that trumpet sound, each one goes back to his own position and his own inheritance and his own family. Amen. Uh, verse eleven. Uh, side note: Verse ten is what's inscribed on the Liberty Belt. Oh, that's awesome! For Didn't know that. Throughout the land and to all the inhabitants thereof. Oh, wow! I did not know that. That's awesome. Uh, verse eleven: That fiftieth year shall be a jubilee to you. In it, you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own um, of its own accord. All right. Um, Nor nor gather the grapes of your uh, untended vine. Verse thirteen. In. In this year of Jubilee, each of you shall return to his own position. You guys follow that? I'm just picking up some points here to highlight what I'm going to talk about today. Verse 28, but if he is able to have it restored to himself, then what is sold shall remain in the hand of him who bought it until the year of Jubilee, and in the year of Jubilee it shall be released, and he shall return it to his position. Let me pause here for those of you who weren't here last week. God commanded that if somebody leases the land but there is a relative who is actually rich he can go and pay off that money and restore that land. He doesn't have to wait for the year of Jubilee. So in verse 28 here God says if he's not able to have it restored the guy who sold the land who leased the land is not able to have it restored to himself then what was sold shall remain in the hand of him who bought it until the year of Jubilee and on the year of Jubilee, the land shall be restored back to the original owner, the original, the one who possessed it. Verse 54, and if he is not, and if he is not redeemed, now he's talking about the slave, saying if that slave is not redeemed in these years before the year of Jubilee, then he shall be released in the year of Jubilee, he and his children with him. Amen? So, What I was thinking about is this. The blessings that this year of Jubilee can bring is really summarized in three words. The year of Jubilee brings restoration. The year of Jubilee brings release. And the year of Jubilee brings rest. Three R's so you can remember it easily. Let's say it together. Three things that happens in the year of Jubilee. There is... a Restoration of the land, right? Number two, there is release of the slaves. And number three, there is rest from all labor, right? It's a Sabbath year. Everybody's off. Everybody is having fun. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. How the year of Jubilee brings these three blessings. And remember, Jesus said, I am the very fulfillment of the year of Jubilee. So this is very, very, very important for you and me. Let's talk about the first point. It is a year of restoration. We see that in verse 10, 13, 28, and throughout the whole chapter. Let me just look at verse 10 in that passage we just read. And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each one shall return to his... Again, as I told you earlier, the land was never meant to be sold permanently. It's only leased till the year of Jubilee. And once that trumpet sound, each one will just take back his inheritance and his own land. Amen? And in verse 10, there is actually a very important phrase if we look back here um, at the very end. It shall be a Jubilee for you. Each one shall return to two things. Right? His position and the each one shall return to his family. So there is a restoration of position and there is a restoration of family. What, what is the point here? It might be that Somebody sold the land, and then the new owner wants them to come live off that land and just serve in that land, work in that land, and they're isolated from their own family throughout that time because now they're working as higher servants or slave in that new, in the, under that new master. So, but when that trumpet of the year of jubilee sounds, then the people can go back to their own land, and then they have been separated from their families. They also go back to their Family. So there is a restoration of position and there is a restoration of family. We highlighted this last year. The land in the Jewish mindset is far more beyond the value, the money value of that land. Amen? We, we see a story in 1st Kings chapter 21 about a guy called Naboth, the Jezreelite, who has a vineyard next to King Ahab who was a wicked king. And King Ahab said, Sell me this land and I'm going to give you far much better land or far much more money. But he refused to sell it. Partially because maybe he knows in Leviticus 25 he cannot sell the land permanently, but partially also because he said, This is my inheritance from the Lord, and I will not sell you this land. You guys see that? The land meant something more than the money, the value money for that Jew at that time. This is the inheritance they have from the Lord. Amen? And not only that, this is the inheritance they got from their fathers. And that's just an honorable thing to keep it. You can't sell it. The land meant so much than the financial value of that land. Amen? Amen. But bad things happen. And people who value this land so much and see so much value in this land can get so poor that they actually have to lease that land. And maybe it's 30 or 40 years or something like that. They see that their very own position now is in the hand of somebody else who's reaping its fruit year after year and too bad they cannot do anything about it. Amen? Amen. Tell that trumpet sound in the year of Jubilee. Amen? And that's when the land that has been possessed by somebody else now comes back to its original owner. Amen? And what has been taken away now is being restored. Because the year of Jubilee is a year of restoration. I want you to notice something. When does that trumpet sound? This is very, very important. It sounds after the High Priest comes out from the Holy of Holies, after he has atoned for the sins of the whole people. You guys follow that? After sin has been atoned for, now restoration can happen. You guys see where is this happening, where is this going? Precisely what the Bible is trying to tell us this. Restoration for you and me of what has been taken away from us can only be happened only because what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Because He died, because He atoned for our sins, because His blood avails for you and me. Now what has been taken away can be restored for us and to us. Amen? And if it wasn't for Jesus dying, there would have been no trumpet, there would be no restoration, amen? There is no restoration apart from the cross, there is no restoration apart from the blood of Jesus, and apart from his death and resurrection, amen? So let's just look at this for a second. What has been taken away from us? Well, when God created Adam and Eve... We talked about this a few weeks ago, right? We talked about the trespass offering and how Jesus restored to God and restored to man so many things. But I just want to highlight one small thing this morning. Amen? When God created Adam and Eve, there was a relationship between the Creator and Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Amen? Amen? Then Adam and Eve sinned. They ate from the tree. And what happens? God? them out and now there is a sword of fire that is guarding the gate of that garden so they cannot go back and again have a relationship with God amen so sin has stolen has taken away that relationship that God and man had in the first place the very purpose God made man is to, to enjoy God and to know him now has been taken away because of sin amen Amen? Amen. But ready for some good news? Because of the blood of Jesus, because of His cross, because of His atonement, now that relationship can be restored. Amen? And if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, if it wasn't for His cross, if it wasn't for His resurrection, there would have been absolutely no way that a holy God and a sinful man can ever have a relationship together. Amen? This relationship was only made possible because of what Jesus has done on the cross. We see a beautiful picture of that in the book of Hosea in the Old Testament. He's the first book in the Minor Prophets, Isaiah 3 1 to 3. If you're not familiar with the story, God commanded a prophet to go marry a prostitute because God wanted this to be a picture of how, even though he's holy, he wanted to associate with the nation of Israel, which is a sinful nation, just like the prostitute of that time. Amen? And God said to Hosea, Go marry a prostitute. And he did. Because God wanted to enter into a relationship with sinful people, but then she left him after they had been in a relationship and she went back to her wicked ways so what God would do and instead of saying you know what I give you a chance you screw it it's all done and that would have been an absolute right and just thing amen but because God is a God of grace and a God of mercy and a God of love he commanded Hosea to go back and buy the same prostitute that he already married and took her out of that prostitution God said go and buy her back for yourself and restore her to that relationship that you had with her. We read that in Hosea 3:1 to 3. Then the Lord said to me, go, what? Again. again. Well, because he did it the first time. He already went and he got that prostitute and she already left him and she went for another lover. But now God says, go again for the second time. Do it again. Go again. Love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery just like the love of the Lord to, for the children of Israel. Who took two other gods and loved the raisin cakes and of the pagans. Verse 2, now uh, Hosea is responding, so I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and one and a half homers of barley and I said to her you shall stay with me many days and you shall not play the harlot, no shall You have a man, so too I will do toward you. So Hosea went and he restored her back to that relationship. But I want you to notice something. When Hosea Hosea went back and restored her, it was not free. He paid a price for that relationship to be restored. Amen? And that's precisely what Jesus has done on the cross. He paid the ultimate price when he shed his blood for you and me. So that our relationship that has been ruined between us and God because of our sins can ever be restored. And we can come back to know the Lord again. Amen. And when that year of Jubilee, when the trumpets sound, sound, that which is stolen will be restored. Amen? And today because of the blood of Jesus, that relationship that had been lost between sinful man and the Holy God can be restored because Jesus had paid for it on the cross. Amen? Amen? There is a restoration that comes because of the blood of Jesus, because of His death. Jesus spoke about that. Remember that verse in Isaiah 61? Um, Let me pause here for a second. Let me go back. Remember that restoration includes restoration of the land and restoration of what also? Family, right? If you have been separated from your family on the day of atonement, on the day of atonement, once that trumpet sound on the day on the year of Jubilee, you go back to your family. Amen. Now, the very reason. Katrina, she's not here, so the very reason Katrina was telling me not to be funny today is because she was telling me, some people don't have, Mother's Day is a bad day for them, not a great day, you know, and some people have bad memories, and Mm -hmm. it, it it is rightly so. Whether because they do selfish sins or they just, things beyond their control happens to them, there is a lot of messed up relationships in this world, amen? I mean, I can only imagine, like, kids like mine, when they grow up, and they just grow up in a family where the dad left the mom for another woman, or the mom left the dad for another guy, or all this, you you just need to read the news to see how horrible. Sin is just so wicked, it doesn't just ruin your relationship with God, it also ruins your relationship with each other, amen? Amen? And uh, the way I personally describe this world is this our communities our world is just hurting people hurting others that's all what it is people got hurt for one reason or another they trust somebody who betrayed that trust and because they got hurt they just go out and lash out on somebody else and the cycle keep on going on hurting people hurting others and this new people get hurt they go around and hurt more people and the cycle never ends because sin is so sinful it not just ruin your relationship with God it's ruin your relationship with With your spouse, with your relationship with your children, your relationship with your parents. Amen. But I have some good news for you this morning. Amen? When the trumpets sound on that year of Jubilee, not just the land will be restored, but every person will be restored back to his family. Amen? When Jesus died on the cross, he covered all the aspects of the problem of sin. He did not just restore the the lost relationship between sinful man and a holy God. He also restored the the broken relationship between man and his fellow little man, hey, amen? And all what you have to do today is just listen to that trumpet because Jesus is in the business of restoration. Amen? Amen. That's why I believe that phrase in Isaiah 61. Remember, Isaiah 61 is based on Leviticus 25. Look what Isaiah 61 reads. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me before He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. We talked about this. When somebody gets so poor, they serve their lands and now they become even slaves so Jesus has come to give them glad tidings just like the year of Jubilee and look at that second part and he has sent me to heal the broken hearted I personally this is me doesn't have to be right you can disagree with me I that this phrase that Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God has sent me to heal the brokenhearted is just based on that idea that in the year of Jubilee, once that trumpet sounds, you go back to your family. And all that brokenness and all that hurt that has been happening for years and years and years, once that trumpet sounds, then all this brokenness will be healed and all that hurt will be healed and you will be restored, not just to your position, but also to your family. Amen? Amen. This is very important because I know a lot of us here might be hurt. You might have been betrayed in the past. You might have been mistreated in the past. But I have to tell you today, Jesus is in the business of restoring not just our relationship with God, which is very important, but also our relationship with one another. Amen. Jesus might have alluded to that in John 10, 10. He said that thief, that Satan, comes that he might steal, kill, and destroy. Right? But I have come. This is some good news for you and me. But I have come that you and me may have life and have it more abundantly. I think Jesus might here have been referring to that principle in the year of Jubilee. When our relationship with God will be restored, that's when we're going to have life. Amen? And when our relationship is restored with our spouses, with our children, with our family members, that's when we're going to have this life more abundantly. Amen? Amen. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. There is restoration in the year of Jubilee. Amen? Amen. To our lost relationship with God and our lost relationship with one another. Let me just close with that thought for the year of Jubilee. Restoration in the scripture is almost always, almost always, listen to me, almost always, like I don't think of an exception but I don't want to make it so exclusive. It's almost always associated with repentance, with turning back to God. Almost every time God promises restitution, it's always associated with us making the commitment to come back to God. Let me show you a couple of examples. Jewel 2.25 Very famous scripture. If you know the word you know this word, this scripture. Jewel 2.25, God said so I will restore to you the years of the that the Lacoste has devoured. He's talking to the children of Israel that the Lacoste has devoured their harvest for year after year after year. And he said, I will restore these years to you. Amen? That's Joel 2.25. But before he said in 25. That he will restore what the enemy has devoured. He commanded in verses 12 and 13. And he said. Now therefore says the Lord. Turn to me with your heart. With fasting. With weeping and with mourning. So, so rent your heart and re- not your garment. Return to the Lord of God. For he is gracious and merciful. And God in an essence saying. When you return. When you return to me, that's when restoration will take place. Amen? Yeah. My throat is going away, but <clears throat> I hope you can hear me. Um, Jeremiah 15, 19. Therefore, thus says the Lord. Look at this. Therefore, thus says the Lord. If you return, I will restore you. What is the very first word of that verse? Yeah. If, if, if you see that? If you return, that means if you don't return, you won't be restored. Do you guys see that? Jesus is in the business of restoration. It doesn't matter today if what has the enemy taken away from you, Jesus can restore that and restore it way beyond what the enemy has taken. Amen? But you must return. If you don't return, you will not see any restoration from the hand of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. But on that year of Jubilee when the trumpet sound Thank you, when, Appreciate it. On that year of Jubilee when the trumpet sound, everything that has been stolen will be restored in that day. Amen? Amen? And Jesus today said that I am the very fulfillment of that year of Jubilee. But all what you have to do is just return to Him. If you don't, you will never experience restoration in your relationship with god you will never experience restoration with your relationship with your spouse or your children or your neighbor or anybody that you carely that you dearly care about amen so there is restoration in the year of jubilee but number 2 there is a release and the year of Jubilee. Remember, the idea is this, God said, if somebody gets so poor, they cannot afford it, then they can be slaves, or hire servants, working for the person that lended them the money, or that gave them the money, but they're not going to be slaves forever, God said. God said, once the trumpet of the year of Jubilee is sounded throughout the land, then the slave must be set free. Amen? Amen? Can you imagine if you've been slave for five years, four years, and you hate what you do, and you just can't help it because you are a... Slave. One thing about a slave doesn't have much will. Do you guys agree with me on that, right? Well, it doesn't matter if you're a slave, if you like what you do or not. You have to do it anyway. It doesn't matter if you like your master or not. He's your master. You have to obey, right? And maybe year after year after year suffering from the bondage of slavery, and if you're a slave of that day and you don't care much for your master, you cannot wait to hear the trumpet sound in the year of Jubilee. Amen? Amen? Because you know that once that trumpet sound, that cruel master that has been dominating over you year after year, his authority over you will be broken once and for all, and you will be a free man. Amen? Amen. The year of Jubilee brings release, liberty. That's why Jesus said in, in, in John chapter 8, Whoever... John 8, 34, Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practicing sin is what? A slave slave to sin. People say, you know, Oh, I just can ask God to forgive me, and He will forgive me, and there is no need for Jesus to die. No, sin is beyond just breaking the law of God. Sin is a cruel master that keeps you enslaved year after year, and it doesn't matter even if you're sorry for sinning, you're still gonna keep doing it anyway because you are a slave to sin. Amen. Amen. I mean, think of these people who drink and ruin their their lives and their children. Do you think they do it voluntarily? They lose their money because they're addicted to gambling or one sin after another, drugs, smoking, whatever you call it. And it's just taking a toll on their lives every single day and they still cannot quit. You know why? Because they are slaves to these sins. Amen? Amen? But ready for some good news? Just like in the year of Jubilee. When a person will be slaved for years and years and years, but once that trumpet sound, once the High Priest go into the Holy of Holies and atone for the sins of the people once and for all, he goes out, the atonement has been done, redemption has been accomplished, now the sound of the trumpet will sound throughout the land on those who have been captives for year after year after year. Now they can be set free. Amen? And that's what Jesus has done on the cross. He died on the cross, and he ruined once and for all the cruel master that ruled over us every single day of our lives, year after year, and we could not do nothing about it. That is called sin. Look at this, Hebrews 9, 26. Look at this verse. But now, but now, once at the end of the ages he has appeared, To die on the cross and do what? And to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. What the author of Hebrews is telling us this. That cruel master that is ruling over you and me. Jesus has appeared how many times? Five Five times the Bible says, right? just once just appeared once at the end of the age and on that cross he has done away with sin once and for all and that cruel master has been done with and now we can be set free because of what Jesus has done on the cross amen, amen. just like when the high priest go into the Holy of Holies atone for the sin of the people and then after that the trumpet sound to proclaim liberty to the captives so Jesus died on the cross and because of his death he put a sin once and for all and now liberty can be proclaimed for those who are being killed captive by sin that's you and me amen, amen. and that's why in John eight thirty four Jesus said if you practice sin you're a slave to sin but few verses after that in verse 36 Jesus said but if the Son set you free you are free indeed Jesus said yes you can be captive by sin but I have come I have died on the cross I have done away with sin and now I am the deliverer, and if I set you free today, you are free indeed. It's no joke about it. It's not like you might be free. It's not like you're going to smoke less, or you're going to drink less, or you're going to be less captives. You're going to be free indeed. Amen? Amen. Yeah. First John 3, 8. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning for this purpose. Look at this. For this purpose. Because the Son of God has manifested why that He might destroy the works of the devil if you're here today. But here is the thing, here is the thing deliverance works only for those who want to be delivered. You guys see that? Yeah. If you if you're happy where you're at, even though Jesus is able of delivering you, he won't do it. Because if you're content, he's not gonna force himself on you. But if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're just sick and tired of the bondage of sin, of drinking, of smoking, of addiction, of all sorts of stuff, all what you have to do is just cry out to Jesus and say, set me free, and you will hear the word of Christ this morning, if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. If you like your bondage, He's not gonna set you free. Listen to me, if you like, your bondage is not going to set you free. It's just I'm thinking about it. Some people just experience the the deliverance of Christ almost in a second. And some people take them a long time. I'm not saying it's 100% their fault or just it's up to them. Sometimes it's just you have to do things to stop sinning against God and stop the yoke of addiction. But big major factor in my personal opinion and why some people experience deliverance in a second and some people take them so long to be delivered is the heart of the people. They know that what they're doing is wrong. They know that, you know, whatever, drinking is bad and it's throwing them. But they just don't hate it enough that they're willing to give it all up. So they say, Jesus, deliver me, and they they really like sincere. I'm not saying they're lying and they really don't want to be delivered. They wanna be delivered, but they not they might not be want to deliver so badly. They're willing to lang in it or just hang on this sin for a little bit longer, and that's why it takes a little bit longer for, for Jesus to deliver them. Amen. But if you're sick and tired today of sin and bondage, all well, what you have to do is just cry out to the living Christ. Amen. I have some good news for you today. If you want to be delivered from your sins. Amen. The deliverer is in the house and his name is Jesus. All what you have to do is just cry out to him and he will set you free. Amen. Now the, the, the flip side of that, because I don't want to just blame you today. The flip side of that is if you want to be set free, sometimes there are some things you have to do. Do. Jesus is not going to come and do things for you. You have to do things for yourself as well. Amen. He will give you the desire to do it. He will give you the, the, the will to do it. But you have to obey the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I want to highlight a very specific sin which is pornography because it's, it's everywhere. Jesus is not going to come and call Verizon for you and say, cut off the internet. He's not going to do that for you. I hate to tell you, but he's not going to do it for you. Amen. Amen. You have to cry out to Jesus and say, Jesus, deliver me. I'm sick and tired of it. But sometimes you also have to do some practical things to follow through with the commitment, with that desire of your heart to be set free. So download some software that can block all this crap. If not, then... Get off the internet altogether if needed to. You need to strive against sin even to the bloodshed. That means if you're willing, if, you, if, if it means you have to die and shed your blood, sin, blood, blood, so you will not sin against God, you should be willing to do it. Amen? I promise you, if you get to that point, you're gonna experience the deliverance of Christ in a way that you could never even imagine before. Amen? He's here, He's able, and He's willing to set you free. And that is the purpose of the year of Jubilee. Once the trumpets sound, then the captives will be set free. Amen? Amen. The last part is, there is rest in the year of Jubilee. So there is restoration, help me out here, there is restoration, mm-hmm. yes. and rest, exactly. Remember God said this is a Sabbath year, right? It said, Don't reap, don't sow, don't harvest, don't do anything. You already took the seventh year off for the land, but this year is also a year off. You don't work anymore in that year. Amen? Imagine if you're a slave in that time and you've been slave to your master for four, five, six years, whatever, five years, and uh, you just, this master is just so cruel to you and you cannot wait for the second that. That this master's bondage and authority will be just left over you. Remember that the very reason in that of Jubilee context you became a slave is what? You became poor, you need money, you don't have it, so you end up working as a slave or as a higher servant for somebody for that number of years, right? Now listen to this. Think about this. This is very important. In a way, the essence of that year of Jubilee is telling us this. The reason you are being slave, the reason you are working even though you might not like it is because you know that you are in debt. You guys follow me so far? It is that that makes you work and labor even though you might not like it. You owe that master money until the money comes one way or another. You have to work for him. You guys follow the thought so far, right? But once once the trumpet sound, once the high priest again goes into the Holy of Holies, atoned for the sins of the people w- that year, goes out, the trumpet sound. Listen, it is not just that, that the bondage will be broken and the slave will be set free, but also that debt will be canceled. And that's why this, the slave, the one who was once slave, now can rest for a full year and doesn't have to work anymore. Amen? You guys follow me so far, and that is such a beautiful picture of our relationship with God. We all got a big debt called sin we sinned against God who broke his law and every time we break the law of God we go under the judgment of God and every single sin that we commit put us deeper and deeper and deeper in debt to a holy and a righteous God, amen Amen. that's why people keep on trying good works because they know that their debt is so huge and they're trying to please God so they try to give to the poor they try to show up in Franconia community on Sunday morning, they try to do so many things so they can try to offset the Debt that the owe a holy and a righteous God. Amen. Yeah. But once the high priest, listen to me, once the high priest goes into the holy of holies, atones for the sins of the people once and for all, the high priest go out, the trumpets sound, and the debt is uh, cancelled. Amen. And the one who's have been laboring and laboring and laboring to try to pay off his debt is now called into Rest. You don't have to work anymore because the debt has been paid. Amen. You guys see where is the gospel here? That's precisely what happens to you and me. We owe a holy and a righteous God because of our sins. And that's why we keep on laboring in good deeds. We keep trying to give to the poor. We keep trying to do good as much as we can. Because we know that we owe a holy and a righteous God. Amen? But once Jesus died on the cross and atoned for our sins, you and me are now called to enter into the rest of God. We don't have to labor anymore to please a holy and a righteous God. God because God is already pleased with us because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross amen, amen. now good words come as a an outflow that the fruit the, 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 the results of the new nature of Christ coming in our hearts, not as a labor that we 're trying to do to please an holy and righteous God and that 's a big difference. you guys follow me yes. look at this verse romans four twenty five twenty two to twenty five Paul is talking about Abraham in the Old Testament. He said it was accounted for him. Abraham believed God. This is a, a scripture in, in the book of Genesis. It says Abraham believed God and it counted for him for righteousness. Once Abraham trusted in God, at that point, God counted to him all his own righteousness. You guys see, that's the verse in the Old Testament. And Paul is applying that verse to you and me now as New Testament believers. That's why he said in verse 23, Now it was not written for his sake, for Abraham's sake alone. This is good news people, amen. It was not written for his sake, for Abraham's sake alone. That it was imputed to him for righteousness. But also for You and me, the 21st century believers, it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who was Jesus our Lord from the dead, who who was delivered up for our offenses and was raised for our justification. What is Paul trying to tell us here? Paul is trying to say that the moment you cease on trying to please God with your own good works and trust only in Christ and him alone for the salvation of your soul, the moment you come to God by faith repenting of your sin, in that very second God will impute in your account all the very righteousness of Christ and you don't have to labor anymore to please God because God is pleased with you because all what he sees from that point forward is the very righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen? And all the labor will cease and all what you have to do from that point forward is just to rest in the very righteousness of Christ that has been deposited in your account. Ephesians 2:4 6 look at this. But God, talking about us being sinful, and then it says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were, dead, we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. For by grace you have been saved and he raised us up together and he made us to do what? To stand together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Does it say that? Yes. Stand or stand? Sit or stand? I'm not hearing you guys. Sit or stand? Why you're sitting? What does that sit mean? Sit means you are resting. You don't have to labor anymore. And that's what God did in Christ Jesus. Because once you come and trust in Christ and him alone, you don't have to labor anymore. Your debt to a holy and a righteous God has been canceled. And all what you have to do from that point forward is just to rest in the very righteousness of Christ. Amen? I love how Isaac Watt put this. He said, No more, my God, I boast no more. Of all the deeds that I have done, I leave the hopes I held before to trust the merits of your son. The finest works of my own hands they're not appear before your throne. But faith can meet your laws demands. For Jesus' deeds are now my own. Amen. Amen. There is restoration. There is release, there is rest in the day, in the year of Jubilee. And guess what? Jesus said, this is me. This is who I am. I am the very essence, the very meaning of the year of Jubilee. Amen? Amen? But it's up to you, really. It's up to you. If you want to take advantage of Jesus can offer, or if you say, No, I'm good. I'd rather be slave. I'd rather live without the restoration that Christ can do. Why don't we come together and pray? Um, How many years do you still have left? Two Two more. Okay, good, 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 good. That's awesome. I don't know. I was expecting to see you today, but I was thinking... Um, I take yeah, like yeah, a week we're off, we're off actually, or whatever yeah, and then go back. I don't know why. That's so good. Friend. I'm glad we made it. I I I have have it. Come, we oh, it's so good. I'm so tired. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, 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 no, no problem. Yeah, yeah. been here for the night before. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Okay. yeah. Up with that. What is that? like that lady on the TV. What lady? Every the time I something see that, that her. Like a, <laughs> the <laughs> a remote. remote the they're commercial. <laughs> I'll, I'll have <they're> sitting <laughs> on the couch. She's got the baby. Yeah. 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 Really yeah. The, really yeah. Doing yeah. that, and then something. she goes up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it just gets on the bed. Oh, yeah? So she's Some that, of the <laughs> <She's> got to be free. How does not want to go to bed. not no wonder you are sitting That's one the radio. You yeah. don't have to watch. Yeah. But <laughs> so you hear it. it. How they're doing? Mm-hmm. You yes. You yes. hear it. Well, occasionally I can. But sometimes it's just Like, oh my God! do. <laughs> well I don't know if he wants to go to bed. I thought, not naughty. Now, no, like, Yeah. Setting up. To Absolutely. Sure. But yeah, but I would like Are to you the happy? The Are, ball. Ball. Are you okay. happy? She's she's so like, No, no. I don't mean it as a wrap. I'm not for everybody. You know, I don't mean it as a wrap. I'm not for everybody. You know, I don't mean it as a I you a yeah, like, yeah cause I have that nice uh ready. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go find the other kids. Hopefully oh, we yeah. sell so good. Okay. you okay. okay with the, I mean when You are okay, whatever works. Okay. 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 okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm okay okay. So if you don't mind, help Katrina, okay? And uh, it's uh, My Mother's Day's gift to her, they got you helping her. <laughs> I I have a question for you. Yes sir. This is possible put a uh show spreadsheet on your website. Today? Um let me uh, let me think about how we can do it because i have to log in to do it but um that way you would know who was actually here (laughs) Or, what we can do is, our Google, um, our Google account, hey, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can Google. Uh, have a Google document that has yes. its own Excel sheets, Yeah. so you can fill it there yes. and then it can yes. be posted to our Google account and they can log in there. Oh, okay. That's where we have the calendar for all the communications. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the uh, yeah. okay, so yeah. to go Nancy, so okay. I don't want to hear it. Don't don't I'm say confident. anything. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you or? Yes. I'm gonna take people to DC. Okay. Uh, and then uh, McKinsey, I volunteered for yeah, to help you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to help. Okay. See she's free. I'm gonna try to get everybody together for like lunch or something like that, or the, the house. all the McKinsey and Kurt and uh, and Jimmy. Oh, okay. Kurt is a new guy. okay. I'm uh, okay. so gonna try to invite all of them over. Maybe David. Okay. So um, that'd be awesome. But anyways, um, okay. Thank <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> all right, you guys have right. a right. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, okay. Do you need help? Yeah, no, out. I'm alright. Yeah, no. I don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. yeah Me in there. <laughs> yeah, I told him i talked to Betty for a minute. She's playing with you in the okay. church? Okay. Yeah. We can go to you guys whenever. All right, okay. we'll All right Mike, I'm going to go take Brother Francis and Sister Sharon home, and then I'm going to come home to see you, okay? I have, I have to the bookers. Oh, bye, bye, yeah, yeah. so much fun. Don't, bye, bye, you bye, don't have dad. to do everything <laughs> Daddy does. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, we'll do that. know. for next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Nice In, guys. Hey, do whatever you want. <laughs> no, no judgment here. So, you want to go to first Eleven first? Seven first, 7 11 first? Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it's super hot. I mean, it's not bad. It just uh but the car, was sitting in the sun. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Other than that, it's really nice out. Hopefully, once we start driving, the fresh air will come in and uh Right, that's it, Pastor. Once the air starts to flow, it'll be good. Exactly. That's the best of the hope. I'm sorry. What did you say? Your seatbelt. Oh to yes, yes. You're right. Betty says she's moving next week. Yeah, yeah, she's moving. Oh yeah, she's found on the next week. Okay. No plan. Right no. No. Uh, well, so yeah. Betty is moving just down the street, but okay. uh, for, uh, but Mark, the guy who does the uh, the computer and his wife are moving to North Carolina. Oh, okay. So yeah, we have, so we have three people moving, two out of the church, and one right. uh, still going to be at the church. Okay, okay. So that's the, that's the other lady's husband that does the, um... Yeah, yeah, the lady who's okay. wearing purple, um... Yeah, okay, because I know she said they were moving to North Carolina. Yeah. So that's her husband. I didn't know they were married. That yeah, was, yeah. That, that that was her spouse. Okay, yeah, married for like I don't know thirty years. Yeah, it took me a while too to know who's. <laughs> to the church. Okay, so exactly fast. Takes time. Yeah, to Yeah, it takes time to be like mm-hmm. who's the mother of who. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna park. I'm gonna wait for me. I'm gonna turn around, park over there okay. because I want to get a drink myself too. It's okay. too hot. Do You want something to drink, Sister sure? Sharon? Yes. yes. What oh, what would you like? they, they have um, Slurpee or something in it. Okay. Okay. Any yeah. kind or? Yeah. I'm, a... I'm going in. I'm gonna go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Out. Go in and then we'll get something to drink. Okay. That. would be best instead of me getting you something That's and I exactly don't know if you like it. Oh, okay. yeah. What is that, Francis? Yeah. Yeah. It's loaded today. Must a here, yes. mm, Yeah, that might be a yeah. something, right? <laughs> yeah. right? There's something here. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen it before, you're right? Right, it's loaded. Okay, that's the spot oh, I'm that, coming that, for. This is it. It. As if it's gone. And there's another spot over here, okay. Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay, this yeah. yeah. I know. Crazy. I guess they little path over here. Yeah, let's go inside. I'm gonna reach on the floor. something yeah no problem You guys in line? Yeah. You are? Okay. Yeah. You want a banana? Yeah. No thanks. No thank you. I'm going right here with the apple fit there and that. That's it. We're going to do it though. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. I know. It looks like a baby. Oh, top. Top. perfect. No. Oh, that's perfect gotta have an air Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What you guys
1: What is yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Probably, probably she said probably. you need daughter yeah. What's up, to keep to keep her. Why there? Oh, there's 1993 about the training dog. walk in the day. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Yeah, and cross the park. Good, man, good. It is such a beautiful day. So, I'm gonna go home to the kids out, man. Yeah, then like run around Katina, in the park. Give Katrina a break. Right. Mother's Day. Yeah. They just say I'm happy that Mother's Day has good weather, you know what I mean? <laughs>